0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined, as always, on Thursday mornings by Jacob Sanderson to break down the Daily Fantasy slate. I wish I had good news for you guys. I really wish that this was a fun slate with a lot of high totals. Somehow, we have a Chargers-Chiefs game with a total under 50. You know, Mm -hmm. we got... The whole fucking slate is going to hinge on if we get a Jay Glazer report on who the Rams starting running back is. Kenneth (laughs) Walker is going to be a bazillion percent owned. The Dolphins are not on the slate. The Bills are not on the slate. It is, I mean, this analysis is going around everywhere, but scores have just been much lower. Reeves has had some good stuff. Uh, T.J. Hernandez from 444 put out some good stuff yesterday on Twitter about how Bringbacks are dusted right now because teams are just not scoring enough. So we got to try and find some winners this week, Jacob.
1: Yeah. I mean, for people don't get to see the show in an audio medium or people don't get to see this in a video medium. Uh, and you commented as I came on the stream that it's just getting darker and darker in my background each week um, as we record this at seven in the morning. And it seems like it's a metaphor this week for, for the bleakness of the DFS slate. It's just getting darker and darker.
0: Yeah, speaking of bleakness, how does Detroit and Baltimore have a total at 40? I mean, we got a (laughs) 19-point team total for the Lions, a 22-point team total for the Ravens. Before the season, I would have said, this is going to be a fun game. You know, we got Goff, we got Gibbs, we got the Air Raid Ravens, and I I do – my uh, getting to the flag plant very early, I think I'm going to be flag planning Lamar. I just, I, now I do think act, unlike some of the weeks that I've played him, I actually think he will be pretty popular this week, more like 10% instead of 0.5% or mm-hmm. whatever. But this this has the potential to be quite a good game if the Lions can be serious.
1: Yeah, I, I think this game could go over the total. I mean, the Ravens just like, the Ravens are Chargers in the sense that they just do dumb shit all the time. All the time. Despite It's like they can look kind of good, but it just never, it never clicks at the same time. Like there's one game where, like, I don't know, they're going to fail on three fourth and ones. And the next game, Lamar is going to look really good, but his receivers drop all his passes. And the next week, Lamar looks like crap. Like it's just the whole, they, they just ravens it up all over the place. Um, the nice thing is the, the Lamar pretty much only throws to two people right now. So it's really yep. easy to stack them. You just do one of Zay or Andrews, potentially both if you really want to. Um, and then, you know, the lions, I think people of memory hold that Jameer Gibbs like clearly was the lead back. The last time David Montgomery left, you know, maybe that's changed after this hamstring injury, but he was practicing Wednesday and Craig Reynolds wasn't. So I actually have probably more confidence than maybe I should that Jameer Gibbs is just going to get a bunch of touches in this spot. Uh, the question is just, are they going to use him as a receiver like they did in week two? Or is it back to kind of that week three role where it was like, okay, you get the carries now, but you're just kind of a grinder back for us. Uh, I'm inclined to believe that was somewhat of an aberration. I, I think that he does actually see like a really nice fantasy viable role. Um, and I'd be fully willing to play him. Um, and of course, i Ra in this the spot. I like this game. At least it has like a ceiling to me. Like at least there's two offenses that have some ability to be competent on a good day. That seems a lot more fun than many of these games in which I think that both teams would just be content to play a 16, 13 game.
0: I think you're, so I think the, the chargers analogy is pretty good where it's like, sometimes the Ravens will just miss every fourth down for a game. And, and sometimes, you know, this this against the Steelers, just uh they lose 15 expected points on drops. But the recipe for them, like all the all the ball knowers, all the um all the film watchers, say Lamar's actually playing really well this year. Yeah, I, I, I mean that confirms my prior. So Lamar of Andrews is free, Zay very free. I'm with you on Gibbs. I I think that the game where Montgomery missed and he started was fairly an aberration i mean just using him for 17 rushes and one target seems so bizarre i i now craig reynolds is probably gonna after that block for the saint brown touchdown i know dan campbell wants to reward that so maybe he gets some of that early down grind work but, he's, but he's not
1: practicing this week
0: that's true that's true i guess we'll find out a little bit more thursday and friday uh if it's if it's Devin azigbo and jameer gibbs i think we could definitely see 20 plus touches from Zigbo. I, I guess really the only question is would you play Zay Flowers um as I mean he is one of the best points per dollar plays of the entire week. Would you play him um without Lamar, without golf, without like just without just as a straight up one off play?
1: No, I think I'd at least want to play a lion on the other side. Just it just seems like as like a general rule, I just don't play over 20% owned wide receivers uncorrelated.
0: Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, a game that truly has almost no one I'm interested in. The Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> traveling to play the Chicago Bears. Tyson Bajant starting for the Bears. Maybe Brian Hoyer. Maybe Aiden O'Connell. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo starting. We We don't know yet. I'm going to guess Jimmy probably doesn't start this game. I'm going to guess Aiden O'Connell actually starts. I think that the Hoyer thing was you're in the middle of a game. You can win that game. You put in Hoyer. But when you have a week to prepare... They do the same thing they did against the Chargers and start the rookie. I suppose people want to play Josh Jacobs. What, I mean, go with God. Uh It is the Bears. I, I'm not really that interested. Uh In terms of 7K running backs, I like um, almost everyone better. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is cheaper. Bijan is $300 more. Jonathan Taylor is $500 less. Aaron, I mean, they're just... I, I can't. I'm not going to debase myself. Now I I am interested in Adams Myers. Yes, and, and and Mayer though, just because of how um, bad this Bears defense is.
1: Like this ownership has to be wrong. I'm staring at a low ownership on twenty seven hundred dollar Michael Mayer. That can't be right. Is it going to be right?
0: I mean, I guess I haven't run a ton of optimals to see what the um, you know what what they're actually giving you. I would say. If Kincaid doesn't play, you're definitely going to get some twenty nine hundred dollar Dawson Knox in there. You're definitely going to get some Musgrave in there play against Mayer. Denver. I'd rather playing Mayor. Yeah, but I I think I think that's probably wrong. I think in the end, Mayor is going to end up being probably the most owned tight end in most contests.
1: We'll see, because I, I I mean. Look, this is just a matter of I watched the game last week and they finally used him and I thought he looked sick. (laughs) Like that's that's my take on it. Like he actually looks he's a talent upside, has a legitimate role. He's twenty-seven hundred dollars and he plays the Bears. I mean Austin Austin Um, Hooper
0: ran nine routes. It's it's uh it's Jover. It's Jover for Austin Hooper. Right.
1: Yeah. It's mayor season and he looks fantastic. Uh so I'm very excited to play him. I'm excited to play Adams. I mean, his quarterback situation is going to be trash, obviously, no matter who they start. But uh, hey, Aiden O'Connell funneled him like 13 targets in two and a half quarters. So that'd 15, be fine by me. 15. Yeah. So I have no objection to that. And he's been whining about it in the media. So that's good. I say, love to we, see that. we got
0: the we got the report that he's frustrated. Let me tell I love you a
1: frustrated receiver. Yeah. <laughs> that I that narrative.
0: More. Uh, is undefeated this season other than with Devonta Smith uh and if Devonta Smith could could catch then it would be undefeated
1: yeah he defeated his own narrative He got 11 targets yes <laughs> they yeah. they did what so, they did what was expected um so that's good and then you know maybe he plays the bears so that's good um seems like it's, it's actually all good all well, it's a
0: it's a week where people won't play him as much because you've exactly. got digs right there everyone wants to play Cooper Cup this week. Nakuo is down at 7600. Like I I actually think he will end up in a range where he doesn't end up all that pop and and people will probably even play Myers too, you know, because Myers has been so yeah. good. I'm all in
1: on a low owned Devontae. I'm more interested in that than a high owned Jacobs by a long shot. Uh and then yeah, the Bears, I, I mean, is Roshan Johnson like this concussion seems bad? Like we're we're now a full two weeks out from Thursday night football, and he's still in the protocol. I, I have no idea what's going on there. Uh, if he ends up clearing, I'm interested. If he does not end up clearing, as we learned last week, <laughs> we're not interested in this backfield apparently. And because, and Homer, Homer know, is, is going to be back. Homer Connemis. is going to be
0: back this week, so we're really not right. interested in anyone here. Yeah, I mean, th- no bear. Do not play a bear. You you could play the Raiders defense. You you could definitely yeah. play the Raiders defense against uh against Tyson Bajant um another honestly we got another game here that I just have no freaking interest in the Cleveland Browns <laughs> traveling to play no. against the Indianapolis Colts uh no Brown is playable not Amari not David and Joku well if Watson goal, plays you think he will
1: not necessarily I just mean I think there's a chance
0: yeah if Watson plays it's a dome game you know sure whatever but I just like this dude this dude hasn't Played now in three weeks. Sounds like he's still not going through full practices. There was a clarification report this morning out of Cleveland that P.J. Walker is is still firmly ahead of Dorian Thompson-Robinson. So anytime you're issuing that, it feels like you know Mm -hmm. the starting quarterback probably isn't playing. The, The one play I can talk myself into from this game is that this is the game where the flip officially happens between Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan Taylor gets 22 rushes i know the browns defense is good but so is jonathan taylor
1: yeah i mean a low owned jonathan taylor at 6500 is always worth my interest so that's that's fine um you can't play anyone in the passing game it's just Minci was a disaster against the jaguars he's going to be so much more of a disaster against the browns uh yeah if, if watson plays then i think uh everyone on the Browns is like totally in play like Cooper and Elijah and whatever else in the dome game against the Colts. But if it's PJ Walker, absolutely not.
0: Um, what did you make of the split between Ford and, uh, and hunt last week?
1: My, my take on it was just that I think they went in they were like Ford was wasn't very good. The first couple of games, which I feel like was inevitable because they played the two hardest matchups in the world. And then got another one this week. And then they were like, all right, let's just let's let hunt have a shot at it. And then hunt was kind of. Okay. And then Ford got his shot. And then I just feel like Ford had this really impressive last drive and they're just going to have their lasting memory of this game being Ford, making people miss and willing them down the field. And I feel like he kind of reasserted his control over the backfield um, on that final drive, but it's still kind of tenuous. Like I I think that if like, I'm seeing ownership on Ford right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily want to play that. Like, I think if, if Hunt comes out and is clearly the more effective back in the first half, it could swing back just as easily in my opinion. I don't know. What did you make of it?
0: I mean, I just think that their plan is probably to split it. And then whoever's playing well sort of gets a reward the next week or whatever. I think they like Kareem Hunt, you know, like I I think they're, they feel, they probably feel pretty happy that they were able to sign him after losing Chubb and that he hadn't signed with another team. Mm -hmm. And Ford is, um, based on the evidence of what we've seen in the NFL, maybe not a great, like, in-between-the-tackles, you know, uh, sort of a David Montgomery-style runner, but he is pretty good catching passes out of the backfield, and theoretically that's what hunt is good at too but you can't have both guys doing that and i think maybe they like hunt a little bit more as the grinder although all that being said drum four did basically win them the game against the uh the 49ers yeah. uh, along with a sketchy refereeing call although the same thing was true of damian pierce and then he got fucking benched for Devin singletary the next week so maybe coaches don't think uh that linearly that linear the way that i am projecting all right, yeah. the buffalo bills against the new england patriots um, I mean, I would love to be able to play James Cook here, but I, I don't, I don't really think you can, you know, because
1: no, Smear, he's, all the sh-
0: he's just getting all the short yardage stuff and-, and, he's get- and he's and he's not only
1: just getting situation usage, he's legitimately getting half the usage now. Like he's playing a 50 50 snap share with James Cook the last two weeks.
0: Yes, it's, I mean, and the Damian Harris thing, you could you could maybe be like, oh, James Cook, maybe he'll pick. No, it's not going to happen. Latavius Murray is going to play like 55% of the snaps here against the Patriots. I guess if you really wanted to cope, you wanted to go full cope to playing a low-owned James Cook against a team that just gets blown out by a billion every week, you'd say, well, James Cook's more likely to get the garbage time work than Latavius Murray is, honestly, at
1: this point. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, Cook has actually played as, I, I think the... Okay, I think the idea is Cook's the pass catcher. You want to play him in negative script. I don't think that's actually the way that they look at it. I think that, like, Cook is, like, their preferred runner in most situations. Not in, like, grinder situations, but out of, like, shotgun on draws, on tosses and everything. And then he's also their preferred player to, like, scheme receptions for. But he's not their preferred player on, like, we're dropping back and trying to throw down the field. Yeah. Because... They don't trust him at all in pass protection. Um, so if it's just like, if the ball's not planning planned to go to a running back on a given pass play, then they just want Latavius Murray because he can pass protect and then like run out in a little outlet route and catch the ball. And that's all that they need. And, and they think he can do that just as well as Cook with much better pass protection. So the games that they've played from way ahead where they're running more, Cook has been featured more. And then the games where they're actually playing from behind, like the last two weeks against the Jaguars and then against the Giants, it's like we're just this is now just a drop back game. All of our offense is just throw to digs and we want our running back just to pass protect and then sneak out a little outlet in case Diggs isn't open. And that's, I think, where Latavius gets the snap. So I I do think Cook's role this week. Uh, if this game goes as we would expect it to go looks way better because I think they're actually going to be able to run a lot more. They're going to be able to you know, play for the way that they play from ahead and not necessarily have to just keep like doing this traditional drop back game every snap. So I could see Cook being back around 60, 65% snaps, 70% of the opportunities this week. Um, I think he's like kind of a fun play because he does actually have upside.
0: I, I, I'm i with you there. Uh, if Kincaid doesn't play with this concussion, Dawson Knox saw six targets last week, seventy five percent of the snaps. I mean, he's bad, but he's twenty nine hundred, and he's going to be salary leverage on Mayor. My sneaking—they're going to score a lot of
1: touchdowns.
0: Yeah, my sneaking suspicion is that the Bills might do a little bit of self scouting this week and actually play Deontay Hardy more. Now, I don't know if that's uh particularly. I I think the only thing that does is it opens up things more for Diggs because they keep trying this Gabe Davis thing. They tried the two tight end stuff and none of it's working. The, the best the offense looks is with, I mean, this is, this is true all the way going back to John Brown and Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie and all these guys. The offense has always looked better when they've had a guy who can create some space for digs with his route running. And I think Hardy, I mean, Hardy is the seventh highest paid offensive player on the team. So I do, I I I'm leaving the light on for that happening. Not sure it's particularly actionable this week. All right. The Washington commanders against the New York football giants. I was kind of horned I love up to didn't play even discuss
1: the Patriots.
0: <laughs> there, there's nothing to say. Literally not one person on this team is playable. Malik Cunningham <laughs> yeah. subbed in for uh wildcat stuff last week. So maybe even if you were like, Oh, I'll play Ramondre, I'll play Hunter Henry. It's like, well, Malik mm-hmm. Cunningham might come in and like run for a touchdown and the team might score one touchdown anyways. It's, it's, they're 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 not salvageable right now it is it <laughs> no. is the worst um so giants commanders I was kind of horned up to play Brian Robinson here just like v- envisioning <laughs> him you know just just rumbling through this totally hapless giants team and then peter reminded me on the soulcast that they're trying to they're committing themselves to this Chris Rodriguez thing a little bit. He played six snaps to uh Gibson's 20 and Brian Robinson's 27 last week and all of the Rodriguez snaps would come in spots where Brian Robinson would be in like short yardage, potentially goal line like maybe a tank bigsby situation where he doesn't do anything yeah. but he does come in at the 1 yard line. Not to say I won't play him at all cuz the price is pretty good and I do think I mean the commanders I think could just call uh 40 straight you know halfback <laughs> dives and and probably win this game um and and i will always remain horned up on wandale robinson and hyatt the the robinson
1: squared stack
0: there you go it's perfect yeah robinson squared and then hyatt 73 percent of the snaps last week if there's one yeah. guy in this game with a ceiling and hyatt will be i don't know four or five percent or whatever
1: uh yeah i love the hyatt call uh, against the secondary. So very in on that. Um I, I don't know why DraftKings refuses to acknowledge that Darren Waller's price needs to come down. Cause like every week I'm like, I'm I can't wait to Martin Gale with Darren Waller this week, but then he continues to be 5k plus and then I I can't do it. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, to me, it's one that'll tie it, be Rob. I mean, I think you could probably stack. You could probably do a Sam Howell double if you wanted to. That's that's fine with me.
0: I mean, I the the Sam Howell double or the Sam Howell, one. It's very cheap. McLaurin's cheap. Dotson's free.
1: Not no, we're long. not doing Dotson. We're doing Curtis Samuel. Logan yeah, Dotson. I was going to say, not real. that you want to play the, uh, the Washington
0: <laughs> Commanders long snapper. Um, that, uh, he was that, taking that reps was, at holder today. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know if you I don't know if you need that. But uh, the the. Logic for doing that would be Cooper cup gets there. Adams gets there. One of the expensive running backs get there, but in a non core, like let's say Eckler gets 21. um, Kelsey gets 19 and Cooper cup gets 38.3 or whatever. And you kind of just need the, and those are like amongst the highest scores of the entire slate, because this is not a slate that projects that a right. ton of points. So but but they get there in a non-correlated way. Like Mahomes gets twenty, you know. Stafford. It's so funny. You would think from the Nakua and Kyron and and Cup season that Stafford would be having this good season. He's top sixteen fantasy points one
1: time. Like just, he not... is having a good real life season, but all he the is... touchdowns are going to freaking Kyron Williams. And they're they're
0: all going to be going to Miles Gaskin this week. So uh, it's <laughs> uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough scene. So that would be the you do the howl you do samuel mclaurin or whatever um and so i think that is a way to set that up all right the god damn these games suck dude the atlanta falcons
1: (laughs) oh my god against the tampa
0: bay buccaneers my flag
1: plant is to go outside and not play DFS this week
0: (laughs) oh my god a 17 and a (laughs) half point team total my only my (laughs) only flag plant is that Bijan will have minimum two games this year where he just like the entire offense just ends up being Bijan Robinson. They can't do anything else. Ritter can't complete a pass. He's taking sacks. He's fumbling. He's throwing interceptions. And Arthur Smith says, there's only one way I can dig myself out of that, this hole. And it is establishing Bijan Robinson. I I could see this being like a 28 carry five target game for Bijan. Not obviously not saying that is his median outcome but I feel very confident that will happen this season. This is also, um, I mean, no one wants to admit this, but this is like pretty much a must-win game or a very important game for both of these teams. Right now in the outstandings, the Buccaneers are actually leading at three and two. The Falcons are three and three. The Saints are three and three. The Saints probably going to pick up a win. This is the playoff game.
1: (laughs) This This is is a super important important game. game. The winner of this game has a very good chance to be completely dusted by the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yes. And good for them. Good for them. (laughs) So, uh, I, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say you can't play Kyle Pitts. Uh, you know, he's, he's 4k. I'm not gonna, not going to say the week after scoring a touchdown that you, you can't play him, but my preferred play here is just, uh, Bijan because he's $300 more expensive than Josh Jacobs and will be 8% owned and Josh Jacobs will probably touch 20%.
1: Yes. I agree with the Bijan thing. The Falcons last week, it it was like, Desmond Ritter had by an absolute mile, the best game of his career against the Texans. And it felt like Arthur Smith was like, all right, Desmond, like we're going to let you actually cook a little bit. They came out in the first half and it was a one possession game, the entire first half. So like they fell behind immediately and they had 23 dropbacks to nine design runs. And it was like, Whoa, we're doing this. Yeah. And then in this, and he played like legitimately well the first half and then the second half, he threw up all over himself and they lost the game. And now I feel like Arthur Smith is like, I tried He's going the pass. other way. I fought the, I fought the run and the run one. <laughs> and I'm and he's like, okay, we tried this for one game. I, I listened to you nerds. I aired it out. And what became of me? Failure. Failure became of me. And this week he's like, we're not, we're not even attempting a fucking pass. We're we're gonna run it three straight times on the first series and three straight times in the next series. And we're, we're not passing it until someone forces me at gunpoint to throw forward pass. Uh, I I foresee this being the negative 26% pass fit over expectation. Dijon Robinson has 24 carries. Tyler Algier has 18 carries. Desmond Ritter has six carries and seven pass attempts. Um, yeah, I can I that's what I see when I open my third eye on this game. Uh I love Bijan. Uh and I'll tell you what I don't love. <laughs> I am I'm looking at 20% projected ownership for Rashad White, who's like the most useless player was, in the NFL. I literally NFL. wasn't even gonna mention um, him. I, I I can't imagine playing that.
0: I, I just am not I'm not interested in any way, just to give you an idea of who he is projected around. So Rashad White projected for roughly fifteen points, uh, or thirteen points, about fifteen. Yeah, to 20% and good fucking recordship. luck with that.
1: He's gonna have seventy-nine percent of the snaps. He's gonna have thirteen carries. He's gonna have four targets. And you're like, oh, he had a decent game. And then you're gonna look up and he had seven point eight again.
0: Yeah, I, I just he I doesn't mean, do anything. Javante Jerome Ford, <laughs> the Lions guys. Uh, you know, like Aaron Jones. I just I don't. I guess it is truly just that the slate is that gross that that is leading into it. I mean, if you just sort yeah. by projected points, Rashad White is uh, the eighth highest projected score at the running back position with thirteen point five. So it's just not it's just not a good running back <laughs> slate. Which is why I want to be jamming Bijan because Bijan is really the only angle I see at all. I mean, he like I I yeah. just I think and, and even him at twenty percent, I think I would argue is a little bit under owned here. Um, all right, a potential game. I mean, well, it's it's going to be the game that decides the slate if you get the read right, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Los Angeles Rams. The only game of the main slate that saw its total rise from open. It's the world that we're living in. Um, who starts at running back for the Rams? What is the split like? <laughs> Cooper Cup, Giga Chalk. Puka Nakua, Giga Chalk. Um, Pickens probably gets owned a good bit. I don't think Jalen Warren or Najee Harris will enter into the conversation. Uh, is Deontay Johnson ever coming back? What's the What's the Yeah, this week practicing full. That's interesting. I think. Yeah, Deontay at
1: five K. I think that ownership's got to rise, right? I mean, he's practicing full. I think they were pretty patient with with him. Um, that seems like a total smash ownership to me, or, or smash salary to me. So definitely playing Deontay this week. Um, Yeah, you can't play the Steelers running backs, unfortunately. Uh, I think you can still totally play Pickens, even with Deontay back. It's not like they have anybody else. The targets can really consolidate, I think, on those two. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I feel like I'm probably just going to sit out the Rams running back situation and let other people take shots on it. Like, I I just so doubt that it's going to be one guy. They don't really have a ton of running back usage generally in this offense. They don't throw to the backs very frequently. They pass a lot. They're probably going to do that even more since they don't trust any of their backs. If it's one guy, then any one of them is going to burn me. But I I just feel like it's going to be some, like it's it's probably at least a two-way split and it might be a three-way split.
0: I think it probably will be one guy because that's just the way McVeigh likes to do it. He's done this with C.J. Anderson. He's done this with yeah. Cam Akers. He's done this with Daryl Henderson. He did this with Kyron Williams. He did it once with, with fucking Ronnie Rivers. He did do it once with Ronnie Rivers. They they gave Ronnie Rivers a game audition last season. I think hey. it was maybe one of the times when they told uh, Cam Akers to go home. I got to go. I got to go <laughs> look this up. Um, all right. Yeah, he played two. like...
1: 50s to 60 percent of the snaps but malcolm brown played a little bit and Hendo malcolm was still brown, playing
0: a bit yeah so the malcolm brown thing people it's a it's sort of a misremembering so the malcolm brown thing was when Gurley was coming back from his knee tear the first time and he just wasn't physically ready to get all the touches so they were like all right malcolm brown you're gonna play a little bit my if i had to ascribe a range of outcomes i would say it's the most likely outcome is that one of zach evans miles gaskin or daryl henderson plays 60 percent or more of the snaps the second most likely thing is that zach evans is in a two-way timeshare with one of these guys the third most likely thing is that it's a three-way split and the fourth most likely thing is that zach evans is a healthy scratch and royce freeman daryl henderson and miles gaskin are in a three-way split so it, it's the way it's being projected right now, people are going to play Zach Evans. He is the number one point for dollar play at the running back position. Um, that's bad. I, I as of right now, it's Thursday morning, very little information. The things McVay has said about Zach Evans, not exactly super encouraging uh, at, at his media availability. I am not playing a $4,000 Zach Evans in cash. So I probably won't play him very much in tournaments either.
1: Yeah, I I consider myself a Zach Evans truther. Like from a like I think if McVay gave him a shot, I, I think he'd play well. I, I, I actually really like the player from college. But yeah, like DFS brain here, like we have an extremely uncertain situation. There are so many ways Zach Evans loses this. Like he either loses this by being like inactive, he loses this by being like barely used. It's, it's not even it's not even like, oh, it's him or someone. It's like it's him or or the best of three alternatives or it's some combination of him and those alternatives. And like, okay, if he gets a 70, 80% snap share, then sure, he probably can't fail at 4K. But if he gets a 55% snap share and then it's just they use other guys, like he can easily fail. Like, okay, maybe he hits his point projection and you're not buried, but if you but but you just have nine points in one of your running back slots it's like what does that do for you like so you're you're not gonna get you're not getting enough points so I, I to me if, if people are actually gonna play and own Zach Evans like if he gets if he gets 15 to 20 points and he beats me and I can't chase him down with other options um good good for you but I, I'm not participating.
0: I think that is fine. All right, the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Kenneth Walker, here's your here's your uh, guy who you you turn over the cards, and he's sixty percent owned in your uh, <laughs> yeah. in in your contest. I mean, Zach Charbonnet is not practicing. It, I mean, we are looking at historic levels of uh, of Kenneth Walker here, and uh, the JSN as a real boy game, uh, as as boldly predicted here and and elsewhere. Uh, it was his career high in yardage. He actually was targeted, uh, at non Wandale Robinson depths on the field. Feel like it's, it's, I mean, every, every Seattle players is, is in play. Gino is in play Metcalf, Lockett, JSN, not the tight ends Walker for sure. I mean, I'll probably given the, the context of the slate. I I'm not going to fight the Walker chalk at all. I just, am, I'm going to play right into it.
1: Yep. Yeah, uh, he's a terrific play. Um, there, there's enough chalk plays that I think are really dubious this week that I have no problem um, swallowing up the Ken Walker.
0: He's a goat, man.
1: He just like
0: uh, he, he, even he's so good now that even the success is even, stuff is gone.
1: Has he even been that good? Like he actually hasn't been that good by any advanced metrics. He's just scoring touchdowns.
0: Oh, grow up. This, see, Jacob. This is why people hate nerds. This is exactly why people hate nerds. I, I'm Walker. like still not
1: convinced that he's good at all.
0: Kenneth Walker is very good. You you saying you are unconvinced if Kenneth Walker is good? You are you are trying to
1: you are trying to convince people
0: you do not know ball.
1: I, I mean, he's very fun. I I'm still not actually convinced that he's like all that efficient of a runner. Uh, the data would continue to, to to suggest that he's okay. What are um, you?
0: What are you? What are you wanting out of Kenneth Walker that you are not getting?
1: To run straight. <laughs> no, like one that time. is not
0: that is not his job, dude. And and clearly his coaches are fine with it, you know, because Pete Carroll yeah, that's would true. be yeah. Pete Carroll would be a guy who would say, You're not doing what we ask. We're we we will play DJ Dallas. Don't make me do it. I will play DJ Dallas. <laughs> and and so clearly, and this is actually, I mean, going way deep into theory of football stuff here. That's actually something Seattle has always been okay with. Like they used to eat a lot of negative plays from Russ because yeah. they would get the really good plays three or four times a game, so I I think as a coaching staff they are very comfortable with Kenneth Walker losing, and he's not even that bad in success rate anymore. He was bad in success rate last year. He's he's about league average now.
1: He's fun. I I, I find his style like personally displeasing, but it occasionally gets massive results. And he looks. I mean, it, it's I'm, it's hard to say he's not. Good because he's obviously good. Like if you watch him, he's like impossible to tackle, and he makes stupid plays. And he like not stupid he's as he, he's stupid. even Some, sometimes. Used... He, sometimes sometimes he makes stupid plays because they're stupid. Sometimes he makes stupid plays. as in I can't believe what I just watched. He's so sick. He's um, even getting used away. in the passing game now too, like a yes, little. That's bit. true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Kenneth Walker, he's the man. Um, Michael, Wilson. he's gonna run all
1: over Arizona. He's gonna annihilate these guys. They just got. Yeah. I mean, they just gave up. Like the second highest rya weeper attempt of the week to Kyron williams who's ass so he's ken locker's rushing for 200 this week
0: he is uh michael wilson i will play i'm gonna try to avoid the hollywood brown chalk i'm just not really that interested in it and then uh speaking of young tight ends flipping dusty old vets, we got uh we got a big flipping last week oh yeah merciful you in, you in on McBride as uh, a salary leverage on, on mayor here. I mean, Josh jobs, Josh jobs, the, the future of the franchise, he's got Kyler breathing it down his neck. Now he needs to, he needs
1: to get some results. Uh, Depends what ownership looks like. If, if either one of mayor or Musgrave is under 10%, then I don't see a reason to play McBride. I'll just play them. But uh, if they're both going to be really owned, then sure. I'll play, I'll play McBride. Um, yeah. I, I am obligated to say that despite picking ken walker is a perfectly good play that uh if you want to mix it up and not play ken walker in 100 of your lineups um you can easily just attack any member of the passing game or double stack geno smith against the cardinals i think that that's super viable
0: yep i uh i agree i i'm in i'm in on jsn again this week surprising yeah. absolutely no one <laughs> um okay we have a very we have a very stoppable force against an immovable object here with the Green Bay Packers and their dipshit awful offense against the Denver Broncos who are on pace to have the worst defense in NFL history. Like every team that I guess every team, except the chiefs can score against the, uh, against the Denver Broncos.
1: Um, Is it bad that they traded for Harvin? And my immediate reaction is like, he's probably their best receiver.
0: No, that was like, literally (laughs) it's, it's admitting you made a mistake, right? It's, it's looking at the (laughs) offense and saying, we don't trust sky to do this, right? We, we do not trust sky to do these things. Rice is not ready yet. And no one else on the team and Tony would just break if we asked him to do this. So like, let's just get Hardman back. It was a good yeah. trade. It was a good trade. I um, was. all right. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Luke Musgrave, uh, all playable. I think Aaron Jones in particular love yeah. Aaron Jones. Yeah. No one wants to click him. He's basically been out since scoring a 60 yard touchdown. Like we, we barely seen him. And, um, Sean Payton this week said Marvin Mims is just dying to break out and uh, just dying to break out Marvin
1: Mims. (laughs) I'm so sick of Sean Payton already. Already. Yeah. It's, Oh, Uh, I, Aaron Jones, this is maybe spoiling it, but I'm extremely into Aaron Jones this week. Uh, He said that this is the healthiest he's felt all season. Uh, Green Bay medical staff is historically pretty conservative. So my guess is, if you really, really wanted to play in that game before the bye, maybe you could have. I feel like they looked at it and they were like, you're still not 100%. We have the bye week coming up. Let's just get you 100%. I, I think personally, like, Matt LaFleur has seen enough of A.J. Dillon and he gets the medical staff telling him that Aaron Jones is a full go. He's like, okay, we're making up for lost fucking time and we're playing him as much as possible because I can't watch A.J. Dillon run into his line anymore. I've seen enough of A.J. Dillon. Everyone's seen
0: enough of A.J. Dillon. I I was very enamored by A.J. Dillon. um, And it's going to happen to me again. It's going to happen to me again with Braylon Allen. I'm going to have Braylon Allen on like every (laughs) dynasty team. And it's going to be the same thing where he just cannot effectively get yards at the NFL level. But I'm never... I'm ready I'm I'm ready to give up on um uh, I'm ready to give up on A.J. Dillon, but um Musgrave Musgrave, I mean he he continues to have basically yeah. the best role. Like he plays more snaps than Kelsey, he runs more routes than Mark Andrews because of the volume of the offense. Like the dude is Sam Laporta without any stats to uh to report to this point.
1: Yes, um, because he might not be good. <laughs> that's, that seems to be the the one question. Well, he I had like 400 yards
0: at Oregon State in five years, so he might not be good.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the role is great. Um, I'm definitely into Christian Watson. I mean, he seems to be playing basically the same roles last year so far, which is just running a million deep routes. Um, Goring And Denver, Denver gives it up. So that's fine with me. Uh, Jordan Love's ass, but I feel like if Christian Watson is running wide open down the middle of the field four times, Jordan Love might hit him once. So that's fine. And then I don't know if there's no one else. But yeah, Jones, Musgrave, Watson will, will feature heavily in my lineups. And I wish that I could play the Broncos, but Sean Payton doesn't want us to have fun. And he plays Marvin Mims, fewer snaps than he plays the Mayor of Chicago uh and he has a three-way running back split because even though jaleel mclaughlin is good and javante williams looks slightly healthier he still needs to play some ajp Ryan in every third and ten hey, so
0: you know what i'm actually i'm gonna be team sean payton here this split of these guys as an nfl coach it makes sense right p very dependable like extremely good pass blocker one of the best yeah. uh javante clearly is um which is weird because he was back at practice and everything earlier than Brees, but clearly more limited from his knee injury yeah. and look i mean jaleel mclaughlin is like i mean i have this guy on every freaking main event team he's day. he's awesome but we're talking about a guy who started out his career at saddleback college who weighs about 185 pounds like it's we don't we don't need we don't I think, need to you're go confu- full- I think
1: you're confusing the colleges of jaleel mclaughlin and amari Di mercado
0: oh i did i did um (laughs) he was uh, youngstown state He was youngstown state yes that (laughs) is correct okay uh de mercado was saddleback you're right what a what a what a good i'd see this is why i like (laughs) doing shows with you because you know um all right our final Um, game i will
1: say quick on that point like this is a very nerd take i actually agree with their three-way slip being optimal it's very frustrating one of my takes that i've always had is like designated satellite backs are bad for a couple reasons one is because you're always giving away the play but even on third and ten i think they're bad because if you put like Jamichael hasty in on a third and ten and you convert like you one of the best things about converting a third and ten is you have the opportunity to go no huddle off a third and ten into a first and ten again against a defense that's playing dime packages and then you sprint up to the line don't substitute and run against a defense that's entirely unprepared for the run but you can't do that if you have some scrub satellite back or you want to make a substitution. It matters not to the Broncos because Sean Payton, like, cause he substitutes his entire offense. Every play, he plays like 38 offensive players and he needs to have Chris Manhurst on the field every first and 10. So they're never taking advantage of this. So they may as well have a satellite back.
0: And, and I, uh, Javante and Jaleel could do either thing also like, Yeah, I think that is the difference where it's like they could be the satellite back and the rusher where like it doesn't really matter. All right. Chargers, Cowboys. God, this should be a 53 and a half point total. We should be excited about this. We should be like, it's Eckler, it's Keenan, it's Quentin Johnson, it's Travis Kelsey, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Rashi Rice. And we're not. We're just expecting the Chargers to go into Arrowhead and get their asses beat and make three critical mistakes and for Kellen Moore to run the ball too much and for the chiefs to play good defense and and you know not convert every third and short uh because noah gray needs to get those direct snaps because the chiefs <laughs> refuse to do a quarterback sneak and the chiefs are going to play nine <laughs> wide receivers in this game i just i i'm actually like right if the chiefs don't get something different out of wide receiver they're not winning the afc this year they won't they will not they will not beat the ravens they will not beat uh, the Bills—they will not beat the Dolphins if if this is what the offense looks like in December.
1: The Chiefs seem to get serious. Like About that Thursday game was infuriating. Yeah, like it's just thirty-three routes, zero targets. Like enough with Marcus valdez scantling. Enough with this fucking guy. We we can't play him anymore. Like. And Sky Moore is like maybe 3% less egregious. Like, it's just this this offense has Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play football. And I don't even want to play anyone in DFS. And I don't even really want to watch their games because it's just depressing to watch him drop back and survey the field and not see anyone open for like five seconds and then eventually you get the ball to Travis Kelsey and the like Patrick Mahomes. The, it's like, they score like 20 points a game and he has seven yards per attempt. It's like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing here? The um, Chiefs used to be so much fun and they suck, but they don't suck. They're going to win games, but they're, they're no longer like a they're fun. Not fun.
0: And, and it's like, Andy obviously is a great coach, but one thing that I think he's had trouble with is that if you go look at all his teams, they've always had a really freaking good wide receiver, just like almost yeah. always. And so kind of built into his offense is the idea that you can have a Quez Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Marquez Valdez, a guy whose job it is to just clear the space out for everyone else. And they still right. have Kelsey, and Kelsey is unbelievable, and they're just, they just get every first down they need because Kelsey is so good. But it's very, Kelsey doesn't add as much after the catch, especially now at 34. I mean, he he's good after the catch, but – they don't have AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Terrell Owens, even even freaking Terry Glenn. I mean, they just they don't have they don't have an alpha wide receiver. Their closest thing to it is Rashi Rice, and they won't I think I think by the way that's coming. I think the full commitment to Rashi Rice as um an every down player or close to it is it coming. has to come. There's no yeah.
1: choice. He's the only guy with any juice. Like Tony has juice. But Tony breaks in half. So I think forty-six
0: percent of the snaps for Tony last week. They it 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 might be close to Reed throwing his hands up and saying if he gets hurt, you know, if he dies, he dies because we just we gotta win games. Right. I
1: mean, maybe this is the game, divisional matchup, et cetera. But it's Rice and Tony are the only receivers with any juice in this offense. I will play Rasheed Rice this game at 4,700 because I think he's shown enough that he has somewhat of a ceiling at half the snaps. And I do feel like one of the weeks we're going to look up and it's like, oh, we played 77% of the routes. Um, I mean, I think the Hardman thing is a pretty direct indictment on that. Like they know that Skymore and MVS aren't getting it done, right? Like that they're no longer in denial about that. They, they gave up a 6th round pick for Hardman and then they gave up the fifth round comp pick they would have gotten for Juju. So they basically gave a fifth and a sixth for McCole Hardman, which says a lot, I think about how they view their receivers so hopefully, at some point in time, we're moving to like a Tony Rice Hardman receiver room, um, and then this this receiver room is fun. Uh, will Hardman be active this week? I mean, he already knows the offense.
0: I I I would assume almost hundred percent yes, because Richie James is out and Justin Watson is out, so.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not like he has to learn the, 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 the verbiage he he was there for four years. So by the way,
0: I did, I got it just on the verbiage thing. I want to rewind all the way back to the Rams running backs. Miles Gaskin knows the verbiage because the McDaniels and the McVay offense are going to be the same verbiage and Miles Gaskin's college coach is the assistant head coach in LA. So I just, I I needed to make sure that is recorded on a podcast somewhere.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, who are we playing? What she's are we playing? Mahomes for playing Rice. Were well, playing Pacheco, Kelsey?
0: Pacheco is gonna be him, and yeah. Kenneth Walker are gonna be like mega giga chalk. I I will do, um, Mahomes, Rice, Kelsey, Palmer, probably. I mean, it is, dude, it is fucking Jover for Quentin Johnston.
1: <laughs> oh man, he got Gilmore just like Gilmore ended his NFL career in his. Sixth
0: career game, like that was.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't want to be reactionary guy. No, the haters were right. Route. The
0: haters, the hater, the Quentin Johnson haters, the <laughs> ones who said he was a, a bad prospect, they were right, man. It is if you can't if Keelan Doss, Keelan Dos got called up from the practice squad and was the starting wide receiver. First snap, it was Keelan Doss out there, not Quentin Johnson. Like it is, it is not. I put Quentin Johnson. I'm already putting him in the Rashad Bateman, Traylon Burks bucket. Like it's not happening.
1: Uh, that's tough. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I can't decide if this game is we wake up Monday morning and we're like, Oh, there was a slate with all these horrible games, but then also nobody really wanted to play the Chiefs chargers as much as they should have. And then it went for 65 points and we're idiots. Or if it's the Chiefs chargers have all these warning signs that say they're not actually the chiefs and the chargers anymore. But in the absence of any other fun games, we played this one anyways, and then we just had to eat a bunch of ownership and salary on a shitty game that ended 2117. And I think it's the latter, (laughs) but I'm I'm not sure. I don't know where you're at. Like, I don't even know how interested I am in playing this game, which is pathetic because it's the Chiefs and the Chargers on a slate. I'm
0: going to play it because we just went through every game in the main slate <laughs> and, and I couldn't even really tell myself a story about any of them right. shooting out. Like, but, but that's how you
1: get inefficient ownership is because people play this game by default and then it sucks. Like, but I also get it. So I don't know.
0: And I don't even, but I think you could argue it. it's still not going to be like, no one's get the only guy whose ownership is going to get out of control in this whole game is Pacheco. Eckler, keenan palmer maybe palmer is the one that gets out of control just because he's 4800 and he's to be very fair to josh palmer he's actually been quite good um in in each of the last two chargers games so but i think you know any of the tertiary guys right uh like you know everett rice yeah. You know, I honestly don't even think Eckler really gets out of control at eighty five hundred because people would rather play Cooper Cup as their expensive guy in the lineup, and both of the quarterbacks, Herbert and Mahomes, I don't think will will end up being all well, that owned.
1: And uh, our God, Mike Leone has Keenan Allen at the exact same salary as Eckler, just projected higher.
0: Yeah. There you go. Um. All right, man. What's what's your what what were you planting your flag in this week?
1: I'm playing my flag on Aaron Jones, who I think is coming off in the nut matchup. Every game is important for Green Bay right now, where they're at, and I think Matt Lafleur. Uh, he's he's grown irritable in press conferences. Uh, he seems to be aggravated on the sidelines these days, and I think he's I think he's seen enough from AJ Dillon. I think he's seen enough from Jordan Love. I think that he he wants his warm blanket back in his life of Aaron Jones and he gets it back this week and I think he's extremely excited. The the broadcast noted on Monday night football that they had built their game plan around Aaron Jones and didn't know what to do anymore when he wasn't able to play. And so I think now they get to once again build their game plan around Aaron Jones and uh I think that he's going to get just I don't know what the snap rate's going to be. It might be 52% snaps, but I think this is one of those weeks where it's like he plays 33 snaps and has 23 touches on 33 snaps. Um, I think that they funnel their offense through him. I think he has a lot of big play upside against Denver. And in a week without a lot of running back plays, he still doesn't seem to be attracting that much ownership. So I'm lock buttoning him.
0: There we go. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs, $6,300 against the Ravens. Um, especially if Craig Reynolds doesn't play, but even if he does, I does not care. Like, just a guy I think is very good. Um, I mean, the Lions are trying to be a serious team, like, uh, I think it is a lot easier when you are Arthur Smith and you're not a serious team with no expectations. Just be like, Kyle Pitts has to earn it. I think it's actually a lot harder when, I mean, there are probably people who believe that the Lions can win the NFC, you know, uh, certainly that that can win that mm-hmm. division and, and, you know, all that stuff. So, Think I just think it's harder to be like, all right, Jameer Gibbs, you gotta you gotta eat your shit behind Craig Reynolds. Um, we just spent the 12th overall pick on you, but you're not you're not you haven't earned your stripes yet. So Gibbs and uh, Gibbs and Rashi Rice are gonna be my ones because I actually think Rice he got boosted enough in salary. He was chalk two weeks ago when he was on the main slate. I don't think he will be particularly chalky here because he got a price increase, and um, we we are just counting down the days until they make him an 80% route participation guy. Uh, everyone, so. thank you for listening. Make sure that you are checking out thinking about thinking Jacob's awesome Substack, And I will be back later with rich.